0: Hey everybody, it's Maddie. Well, I'm back after a little hiatus. Fall got a little got a little hairy, sugars, and so I took some time to get some other stuff to get done. Hopefully, I don't know if I got that much shit done, and I missed y'all. But I'm back with a great episode. This is episode is with Harry Duran. He is so hot from Podcast Junkies. Um, that's his name of his show, Podcast Junkies, and it's called. I mean, it sounds exactly what it is. Harry is just. He's super interested in podcasting and he loves podcasters and he loves that community and he really found um found a lot of friends through that and I, this is just a great conversation. Harry is like he even though he's like young and cute, he like has grandpa wisdom, you know, where you just feel like you're talking you're just talking to like your grandpa and you say, "Grandpa, should I move out to that city and explore the wild west and and go build a farm on my own?" And marry Betty and have kids. And and Harry Harry would be one of those people that'd say, well, sonny. And he would just lay it out straight to you. I don't know why. I put us in the Wild West. But apparently we fucking are. And I don't know why I'd marry Betty. I think it'd be nice to marry Betty. I bet she'd be sassy. Sounds kind of like a lesbian name. So I'd probably be a big gay wad. And she would be a butch lesbian who would do all the plowing. And I would actually knit because I already knit. I love shucking corn, though. That sounded like I was talking about jacking off. But y'all know what I mean. So anyway, Podcast Junkies. This is a great show. I'm actually also, we switched in the same day. I was on Harry's show and he was on mine So that episode aired yesterday So you can listen to that Subscribe to Podcast Junkies on iTunes Wherever you listen to podcasts And you can listen to that It's also in the show notes below So, um, But yeah, so go ahead, take a listen And I'll see you in a bit, bye Okay, everybody, what, what? Hello everybody, it's a podcast Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show I'm here with I'm gonna, You know I'm going to talk about how cute you are, Harry <laughs> You know it's going to happen. You are. You're very handsome. Beautiful, beautiful. You're just a handsome guy. Um, Harry Duran, everybody, from Podcast Junkies. His wife is totally going to
1: kill me. No, it's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, for having me on. I'm of- glad you can actually tell that I'm handsome through over the air.
0: Well, <laughs> I know these things. So we actually already just, you know, transparency all included. We just... We did a Skype show, or just a couple of hours ago, where I was on your episode. So I did get to see you today, and so and now we're switch we're switch hitting. That sounded gay. I didn't mean it that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. But you get it. How are you today?
1: I'm having a good day. I'm, I think days that I can get to speak to uh, guests on my show are always put a smile on my face because I think what I do Matt, is I make sure I I schedule it in a way that there are people that I want to talk to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's important. So that
1: makes it so much easier, so much fun, right? Imagine if you had someone booked on your calendar that you would have no desire to talk to. That'd be miserable.
0: No, I've I've done that, and I talk about it at length on your show. So I will put the notes to your show if it's out by the time this airs. Oh, and look tell at that call back. There. Look, well, you know, I'm just trying to just trying to support everybody. I hope people are taking notes. Do people take notes during your shows? They, I hope not, because a lot of them are driving. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. You know, it's so funny, like. So many people, because you know, Instagram does those videos now. Um, So many people are doing Instagram videos from their car,
1: and that—do you do that? I did a couple. I did, I did a Facebook Live because it was just me driving back. And if you've got the holster set up in like the right place, you don't have to touch it. You just and you really and if you have it in in your line of sight, then I mean, it's probably not the safest thing, but uh,
0: it scares me to death. Like I get so (laughs) nervous.
1: Maybe that's part of, it. it's part of the, uh, the allure. Maybe that's it reels me in. I do.
0: I feel like it's going to be what you see on TV now. It always, anytime there's somebody driving in a car and it's showing like, like somebody driving and it's the camera, like if the cameraman was sitting in the passenger yeah, seat, yeah, yeah, I already right. know that they're going to get fucking sideswiped.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's almost like cliche now. It's hilarious. It is
0: cliche. I just saw like, yeah. And I was like, oh, she's going to get hit. She's gonna Yeah, because remember, the first time I ever saw it was on Six Feet Under. And it shocked me. Have you ever oh, seen that show?
1: I love that show.
0: Remember that's how the first episode starts is the father gets killed. Oh wow. With and that's how it that was the first time I saw. It. I mean, yeah. That's that house years actually. Ago. Oh, that's still one of the best shows on television. I I, now.
1: I literally was talking about that in episode one oh one with one oh two with Hernan Lopez, the golden age of uh TV, and we're both Six Feet Under fans.
0: Oh, it's I think it still is probably – I think it still probably is my favorite show.
1: It's pretty crazy because the last – I watched everything, and then they start wrapping up the end, and then they played uh, Sia's Breathe in the closing scene. And I was like bawling like crazy. It was the most saddest moment of like watching everyone these characters that you've known for years just get you know the fast forward and wrap up their lives and you're like i was really surprised at the effect it was having on me i remember it like viscerally it was crazy i was gut i had a friend who
0: my friend Lindsay was like a month later was like in a restaurant and they started just, that song came on like, in a re- and she started sobbing in yeah. the restaurant and her friends were like, what is that? she's like six feet, under, like ugly crying because it was, <laughs> I tell people it's like so nice that to have, you know, there's so many shows where they know how to start. It's a great, it's like nip, tuck, it was a really interesting show. It was kind of cool. I mean, very different than Six Feet Under. I'm not comparing it that way, but the ending was so shitty. Mm. And you know, I tell people, I'm like, I promise you, if you start Six Feet Under, it's the like probably one of, if not the best series finale ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ever. you can definitely make a, make an argument for that.
0: You should, if you have you seen the house?
1: No. Oh, it's not far from me.
0: It's on Arlington in LA. Really? Yeah. Totally. You just go... you. so trippy. It's just south of the 10. So like the 10 in Arlington, you just go down like three blocks, and there's the house just sitting on the corner. Wow. And even that intersection, that's the intersection Claire gets on when she starts the drive. Um, Oh, yeah. a lot of six feet under. Like I wish I'm sure podcasting was going on during Six Feet Under, but I wonder if there is a Six Feet Under I'm sure there's a Six Feet Under podcast because did you ever you could go on HBO.com and every week they would post the obituary of the person that died. Oh man, that's so sad. So, so you could read the but for that episode you could read their obituary and just find out a uh, totally how that how much they had flushed out this character. But then when the series finale, they did obituaries for all the cast members as well. So you could read their obituaries and get like more kind of like, it and was cry, sad, and but and also really, <laughs> yeah, it was still super, super interesting. We, um, I was with, again, two friends. Sorry, we're going to talk about Six Feet Under now. We were walk, eating at a restaurant on La Brea and we were leaving and it was, I forget his name, but for the season, it was the guy in the red hoodie with the white van. Okay. Do you remember that that really? whole like, remember when? Oh, not not Keith, but the other one, the one that went on to Dexter. He played the gay guy, mm-hmm. and um, and like he was thought he was going to pick up some guy for sex, and it ended up being this weird guy that like kidnapped him and oh, held yeah. him hostage in a van. Wow, remember wow. that? that was a long time ago. Well, it was that guy that had kidnapped him, and we were freaked. The Buck out and we know he was just an actor but we were like ah, ah, we like did he was like the one actor i didn't want to be like good job i was just like get the fuck away from me dude yeah, yeah, yeah. i was so freaked leg- legitimately out
1: legitimately creepy
0: i was legitimately creeped out so anyway um okay so tell everybody because i want to give time for you um so i want to know where you where are you
1: from uh i was born in el salvador actually central america but i came here when i was a year old so it just adds intrigued to the story well
0: (laughs) hence also why you're hot so um (laughs) so you came here to los angeles
1: uh no so uh just outside new york city yonkers new york is where uh i was raised up and uh went to school was all boys catholic high school in white plains oh my gosh oh white
0: plains that's a nice that's a nice nice. area in new york fancy
1: and then uh yeah but we was it was so funny because it was like all the preppy kids, put, like in junior year, would have their like hand-me-down Mercedes. <laughs> oh my gosh! We wouldn't have any of that, so it was interesting. Um, yeah, we would just have our own little crew. All the uh, all the minorities <laughs> in in the in the high school would hang out together.
0: Where so? What was was high school? Was high school fun for you? Did you like it?
1: Yeah, I, th- I don't think it, it wasn't like one of those things where you're looking back, you know, you go to high school reunions, it, it's like for that, it's actually not interesting, it wouldn't be any really interesting to me at all to, to do that. And I think I went to one a couple years later, but that's about it. So then, yeah, just uh, after in, I went to Syracuse for a bit and then uh, did some college in the city and then got a job at uh, at a bank of all places. This is like the full story going. <laughs> no,
0: I love it. Hey, this is what we do. This is what we do. I know I say, when I say getting to know you in the outline, sugar,
1: I mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I don't know if I ever told the entire story. <laughs> no, tell it. I love it. So we, yeah, I was in a, I literally started as a teller and then I got to like head teller and then I, they're like, oh, you're really organized. And I think I wore a suit to work every day. So they're like, oh, and really well put together. And then this was like early 90s. And then I started working on the branch floor. And then I had a a boss that really liked working with me. Took me to another project. I ended up working for that guy like five different times. Oh wow! It was crazy because he became like my corporate godfather, <laughs> kind oh, of wow. like always hooking me up. And that was my uh, my corporate my corporate life. I, I went. I worked at Chase. I worked at uh, it used to be actually Manufacturers Hanover Ch- uh, Chemical Bank, and then Chase, and then J.P. Morgan Chase. And then I worked at E Trade and then I did IT consulting and just doing that for twenty plus years. Twenty plus sugar.
0: <laughs> How well I guess well I guess we I guess I graduated high school twenty years. I started to think like, you look so young. Yeah. I'm 40, I guess, I'm forty five. You're forty five? <laughs> Shit the bed. Oh, I feel so crappy about my face now. Just looks looks like a wrinkled ant vagina. I don't know what that means, but I feel like I look like a crip keeper compared to you.
1: Oh, yeah, my gosh. I, it's the jeans, I guess. so.
0: I guess. So, so were you a, during – JP, not to interrupt, but I want to know. Were you during which, all the baking and everything when the bottom kind of collapsed out and fell out?
1: Yeah, there was a point in 07 – no, when was it? I 06, know. I believe. 06, 06, yeah, 06 yeah, yeah. 07, yeah. I remember us. We all having to get on a conference call, and my boss is like – we were at E Trade, and I wasn't really in the finance part of it. I was in more like customer service and uh-huh. tech. But we would just have uh, daily phone calls, and we're like, "Do we have still have a job? Like, are we are we gonna get like half the the company laid off?" And at one point, they were just trying to see how much money was leaving the company every day, so they had daily reports on it. It was kind of bananas. <laughs>
0: Did you end up losing your job? No,
1: no, no. We made it through. We made it through, and it was just interesting to see how. Like these, all these events that are out of your control affect like your livelihood.
0: Oh yeah, I uh, kind, of, kind of when you
1: when you see how everything is tied together, right? And you're like, oh wait, because some people were gambling on stocks, the stock market is crashing, and and this, you know, these this couple no longer has a retirement plan or something like crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> like crazy stuff like that.
0: I filmed a McDonald's commercial uh, at the beginning of this year, and we filmed it in Simi Valley. And where we filmed it, I walked in and I said, one of the other actors walked in with me and I said, I don't mean to be weird, but the vibe in this place is, it's like ghost town. It's just really, I said, it feels like it makes, something makes me super sad here. And he was like, yeah, kind of. And so we just kind of went about our day and filmed. And then we found out later it was a countrywide offices for. Uh, West, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And it was like. You would see a whole floor of just... They were empty cubicles, but, like, I mean, there was still, like, a Burger King cup. Like, people just mm. left shit, and it was still there. And it was just freaking eerie. It was just... It was like, they should make a spook house here, because I was spooked. It was...
1: Seems like you got a pretty good... Uh, a knack for that, uh, like, uh, get, getting a feel for the room.
0: I guess maybe I'm in touch with... my I do Reiki. I don't know, Harry, sometimes. Now, um, okay, so well, then what? what... So you're doing this corporate career. I love this. I didn't know any of this about you. (laughs) I thought you were just like, you had done acting or whatnot. So what brought you to California? Or did you quit corporate and move to California? Or what was the process of getting out of that?
1: So at the time, I got a consulting job. And the company was actually based in California, in San Jose. But they wanted me to uh, work with Unilever as a client, which is based out of New Jersey. And I was in the city. So I I took the job. And I was the point person for selling this IT consulting stuff, software. And then, right about the time uh, I left E-Trade, or they eliminated my position, they, uh, I was thinking about starting a mobile apps, so I, I, I quickly figured out how to do that, I went to a conference, and that's where I got the entrepreneurial bug, which led to podcasting. But I, while that was going on, I still took this other job, and so I was working in New York. And then after about a year and a half, uh, both my wife and I just had to... We had had it with the polar vortexes and the winters and the single digits and yeah. and Hurricane Sandy. I mean, we I, I, I lived on Avenue C in Manhattan, and so we looked out the window during Hurricane Sandy, and there was, like, the water up to the windows of the cars. And then at some oh, wow. point, it was so weird, like a porta potty goes floating by, and then <laughs> there's, like, a, a little one of those PT boats, like, at 3 in the morning on the street, because the water's high enough that they could like be a little boat on there like looking around for people we lost power for uh, a week it oh was my crazy. gosh yeah it was crazy and then uh i'm not that that's to say there's not stuff that goes on here knock on wood i haven't experienced my first earthquake yet but <laughs> and the, and the fact that it hasn't rained here in i could count them on, on probably on one hand the number of times it's rained since i've been here which is strange in its own way so
0: yeah it is strange
1: but yeah, just uh, you know my wife's Colombian so she wanted to just enough with the uh cold weather. Let's get some sunshine. And man, it's it was better than I thought it would be and I work from home, so most of the times I'm in shorts and flip-flops and we you know I've got a sliding door that goes out into like this little patio area and I have palm I can see palm trees from where I'm sitting right now in my office like literally like touching the the screen the the, the window of my office. And so mm. co- complete like, you know, change and in perspective and lifestyle.
0: Yeah, it's... It really... People often move here to... they. I mean, you moved for weather. So a lot of people do move for weather, but I feel like more people move to L.A. because of a job or a project or acting or whatever, but then the weather keeps them here. Yeah. Cause I had a friend who did that, moved from New York, diehard New Yorker, moved to L.A. to pursue acting stuff, didn't really work out, went back to Harvard, got her, finished up her master's there, and then... Like, was looking around Harvard, and she was just, like, one day, like, why the fuck am I here in this winter? No, I'm just, I can't. I can't. And she just came back to L.A. and is much happier. So, I, so, okay, so, like, so you're still doing, like, you're still doing your IT stuff, and are you, are you full-time podcasting?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. So, as I came over, I started... Uh, the podcast. I think podcast I started, junkies, podcast, everybody. Podcast, podcast junkies. junkies. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So that was what I went to the conference to learn, and I started interviewing other podcasters. It's like a podcast about podcasters, super meta. I know, but it was fun it. because I got to begin to have conversations and pick the brains of these people who I admired, and they were, you know, they were up to 100 episodes, and some of them had been podcasting for seven years. I've spoken to people like Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. I think like 10 years, and. Just amazing, amazing people. And then they're just fantastic conversations. I had my scripts in the beginning trying to make sure I I knew what to ask them. But after a while, it was just so entertaining and so insightful. And if you just listen, you know, the next topic comes up and you just dig into that a little bit. And they've just been really fun conversations. Mm. I got to speak to uh, Mark Maron's executive producer, Brendan McDonald, just by connecting via Twitter.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I, I love, I love, I really do, just within the, like, the last year, I see the value of social media. I mean, I always knew it was important. I actually, that's not true. I saw the value. But, like, it is, it's it's pretty crazy and wonderfully how it does connect us so well, because I know that's, I mean, I'll never forget one day, like, when I tweeted something, and Rosie O'Donnell saw it and like now Rosie O'Donnell follows me on Twitter. <laughs> Which so it's just but it's random because as somebody who grew up loving talk shows like probably Rosie O'Donnell and Oprah Winfrey were the most two influential talk shows to me as a kid. So watching having her I'm like I never would have thought this person would just you know and now every once in a while I'll tweet something and I'll notice that she'll like it or retweet it. and I'm like that's so ran- random and weird. But, but not obviously, if you think
1: about it from the, from the point of view of Rosie, when she was getting started and, you know, someone took a notice in her and, you know, she found that just as interesting and it was just as excited as you are.
0: Well, that's true. You are so level-headed. If you ever have children, you're going to be the most level-headed father. So, you're like, so super calm. Now, so, is your so, wife beautiful, too? I mean, she's yes, Colombian. Come on. Yes. You are like. She is. Come on. I do have you a beautiful do. wife. You could be models. <laughs> Hell yeah. How long have y'all been married?
1: Uh, 11 years. Oh. Yeah.
0: There's. I just interviewed a guy. If you ever, if he sometimes comes to LA. If you ever want to do it, let me know if mm-hmm. your wife's down for it. Have you heard, have, do you know the guy Eric Newton? No. Uh, he used to be a divorce attorney. Okay. And then he started a podcast called the Together Podcast where he just interviews couples okay. about why. Like their process of what they were able to do to make it work. Okay. And he has like polyamorous couples. I mean, all different because he's in San Francisco, so he has a lot of interesting couples. But he's always interested in in interviewing couples. If your wife ever, my boyfriend said no, but (laughs) if your (laughs) wife's ever down for it, it's a great podcast. I recommend listening to it. Just if you like hearing people's stories. And there's this one episode I listened to where a couple that they'd been like cheating on each other like four or five times like back and forth and back and forth and just the process of how they got over that and forgave one another and then stayed together it was it was really good. I mean talk about talk about kindness, you know?
1: Interesting, yeah. yeah so I was just... I kept doing the the show and then obviously over time I learned things about podcasting and then now, now I have a a full-time consultancy that produces podcasts for people who are uh Doing it more as a supplement to their business, so they want to get their 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 thing going, whether they're an author or a speaker or you know, established blogger or a business coach, and then they understand the power of a podcast to grow their business. So that's called Fullcast, and um, that's the business now. And we'll put the we'll put the notes all in that. Which,
0: I mean, I saved it. Somebody asked. Sent, we're going to get to questions in a second. And somebody. Well, we'll just get to it now. We'll just get to the first I, I, question. One,
1: one interesting story related to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, since you love stories. <laughs> I do. So I, my first client came from a business uh, mastermind. For those of you that don't know, it's such a funny term. We use it so much nowadays. But the people who have never been an entrepreneurial hear that, and it sounds like something out of Justice League or something. It does. It does. <laughs> sounds like an evil, yes. <laughs> mastermind. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, anyway, I was in one and so I was telling people how I was going to put this idea together, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this for business coaches and someone stood up in the in the session or during the break. He's like, "Oh, when that when that product is ready, let me know. I I want to sign up." So I was like, "Oh my god, that's a great great." And he's still a, still a client.
0: And oh wow.
1: And so but he had a great network of friends. And then one day he says, "I just got off the phone with uh Nicole Richie's manager and she's Nicole Richie's interested in doing a podcast." <laughs> That's... And I was like, what? And it it's was so... just interesting because it's one of those things where you just, you always provide value. Like when he was my first client, I went above and beyond, man. I kept saying, what else can I do? What else can I, what else can I do? And it's not like I wanted to charge him more because I was already charging him like a, a, a premium. But I just wanted to keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. And, and he's just like very technology averse. And um, I'll actually give him a plug. His name is John Livesey. And his, his he just was just featured on Entrepreneur on Fire. Oh, that's a big show. Yeah, so he just he's gone, and he and when he when we got started with me, he knew nothing about podcasting, and so it's been just amazing because when you add that much value. So anyway, he had he makes this introduction, and we had a, a couple of phone, call, I think uh, one phone call and email exchanges with uh, her manager, and it got to the point where it was like, okay, the meeting is like Friday, and then on, like on Tuesday they're like, oh, we're gonna go in a different direction because she wants to do some TV as well. So I was literally like, oh yeah, I'm at least gonna say because of my podcast, like sitting in a, in a room having a meeting with Nicole Ritchie.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, well so I was gonna ask another question, but you got me interested now. So uh for because well the next question it it is um we, we, I am going to read the question, because it goes along, though, with what you're saying. So it's a, from a, a listener named Brandon. He's 28. And he says, Dear Maddie, I listen every week to you, and you've mentioned before about starting a podcast. I feel like I have a decent idea of what I would want to talk about, but what about from the tech perspective? I swear to God, by the way, Harry, we talked about something in your last show. I didn't script this because you were like saying, this food load, <laughs> This is like people are going to think we scripted. it. I did not script this. This is a real question. I just saved it, though. I saved it for somebody that I knew would be able to answer it. Um, Brandon goes on to say, how much did you spend? I would like to hear your thoughts. Also, should the name tie into the show, uh, Show then, that doesn't make sense. Should the name tie into the show, or could it just be my name? Brandon, Twenty Eight? So basically, Brandon's general question, which I'm sure you get this, but I get this asked all the time is people want to know how to start a podcast. So, coming from if people, it's Fullcast you said, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's the service I have for people. Okay, and it's really for people who have something already, like a business already. It's okay, right yes, there. that's why I wanted yeah, to. So, not like not they podcasters.
0: Okay, so they're so that they're coming into you. Like, what do you like? Do they just record it, or like what? Tell me a little bit, like what kind of stuff you do because i think that will inform people listening to this that sure. want to start a podcast are like oh i never thought about that
1: i think initially you want to think about whether you want to try to monetize it in the end and and really even if you are saying oh it's just me in the basement i'm going to record this podcast but if it's if it, if your dream is to become a podcaster then you know that might affect some of the decisions you know and i know people that start podcasts and love their nine to five and are never going to quit and just love doing the show as something another interesting hobby you know some people collect trains and other people have podcasts <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. you know just think about that first if you are thinking about some point to grow this into something bigger then take it seriously you know you can you can have a good sounding mic uh, nowadays for less than 100 bucks this the one that i'm currently using is an atr 2100 and i'll, I'll what i'll do is i'll create a, um, a list of the, anything that i mentioned here and i'll and I'll, I'll send that to you as well Matt, you can put that in the show notes. Oh, thank you. So yeah, it's it's uh I think when it got started it was fifty, now it's maybe sixty or seventy bucks. And it's USB and this other pro connection called XLR, which musicians use. So it's got both. So you can grow into like another sound card, which I use now to make it sound a little better, or you can just continue using USB. And then the idea is to have something um to say and something that's engaging. Don't just feel like you can get on there and rant because at the end of the day, if the user doesn't feel like they got something out of it and that's something doesn't have to be like a physical tangible thing or a lesson or a cheat sheet. I mean, if, if it's just a takeaway of like you made them feel different then that's a takeaway as well.
0: Yeah. If you change their perspective, Yeah, change their perspective
1: that's... or at least, you know, tell them something that resonates with them where they're like, yeah, 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 that's it. I get that. You know, either way you're, you're, you're making a connection. And I think we talked about that, uh, in our earlier call, uh, the importance of doing that. And so be consistent. Um, and, you know, as far as equipment, you know, it's probably good to get a decent pair of headphones so you can hear yourself and you can hear what the microphone is picking up. But, um, and then a boom arm if you want to just take it off the desk so you don't hear the tapping on the desk when you're talking. Those are just the basics if you're going to do this for the long haul. You don't need to buy this fancy mixer. On these, I see people buy these like $1,000 mixer and then it sits in the corner, you know, a year later because they didn't know how to set it up. You know, you don't no, you don't want to yeah. do anything that's going to get in the way of you starting. And so... Think about either if you're going to go solo, what are the topics you're going to cover and how you want to maybe do some sort of informal format. So, like, in the first 10 minutes, we're going to do, like, tell you what my week was like. And then in the, you know, the middle half, the next 20 minutes, I'm going to tell you about this one thing that happened to me that was an aha moment. And then in the third segment, you're like, tie that back to uh, an experience you had or something like that. And then just have a call to action at the end. So just, you know, there's something loosely so you know what you're doing so you don't get on every Every episode sounds different because you're just rambling. You know, I'm sure you've stumbled onto some of those shows where mm-hmm. you're just like, what are they talking yes. about? Like, yes, nothing. And then... Some people
0: are into that, but I that's yeah. not for me.
1: Unless the only person that I've seen pull it off, genius, this is a genius idea. Have you heard of the Sleep Time podcast? No. They He basically reads monotonous text until the point where you fall asleep. That's... It, it is crazy. And he's got, like... Thousands, if not millions, of downloads. And he's got some obviously sponsors like Casper Mattress Genius, right? <laughs> wow. So it's crazy. Like, I They're was like, it truly
0: is a podcast for everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so I was like, wait. So this guy, he talks like this. And then he reads the instructions to p- inserting your IKEA table together and screw in the knob to the door. So that's you know, <laughs> I'm amazing. Sorry, something like that. But he just drones on, and then uh, you just fall asleep. So.
0: I I would love it if he was like 10 minutes in, and then he'd be like, what the fuck? No, but...
1: Um, yeah, so... Wow. Because I think there's another one called Whispercast, where I think she whispers the whole thing. <laughs> that's... But get your thing, man. Do your thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, to everyone that's listening, come on, you've got your thing that people like about you. What's the, what's the thing that where people will say, like, man why are you always that person that does this you know do a podcast on that
0: oh i love that why are you always the person that does that i love that
1: because that's what's going to be you that's that's the real you that's a consistent you that's the you that sort of slips out every now and then and and you try not to let that you come out but then every once in a while the you comes out and everyone's like whoa that's a cool you yeah it's
0: like you've been doing this for years harry duran that's (laughs) that's, i mean what a bow well yeah and uh, yeah and as far as you know he talked about using his name or not I'm you know it just depends like you know I I I kind of I'm more for Thinking of a podcast, a more interesting name, if you can. This is also somebody who calls her show "Dear Maddie," Um, but I really wasn't like I almost called my oddly enough I almost called my show "Straight Talk," and then I found out like six months later, Ross Matthews, who is a very popular host in entertainment, came out with a podcast and it's called "Straight Talk" now. Mm. Um, But because I thought, oh, I'm doing therapy and I'm gay, we'll call it "Straight Talk." That'll be kind of funny. Well, um, but then I, then somebody said, oh, it's kind of like "Dear Abby," and so it made Mm. me do the Dear Maddie, which I don't know if people get that, but I think because I'm saying Dear Maddie, they get it, it's like a little bit of something asking totally about something. Yeah. And so whereas like yours, like podcast junkies, well, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. So I would say that to Brandon, like a lot of people do this. I find they'll like go, Hey, it's the Brandon show. And they'll get, you know, a picture, like it's a white background with a picture of them drawn as a character with like black font that says the Brandon show. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Like,
1: Well, maybe so, he's, a, maybe, maybe he's an, a sketch artist.
0: Maybe. Exactly. You don't know. And so, but I mean, because people are like, well, you know.
1: Um, maybe he's a, uh, he he just draws his own profile.
0: I mean, when you think that even like people like Mark Maron's show is called What the Fuck or yeah. Aisha Tyler's Girl on Guy, like they still have a name for it. So anyway, that's my. Because don't, you could, always, you
1: could don't. always play with the title and you could be like, you know, What the Fuck with Mark Maron. And always keep your name in there as the with. So, two, two things can happen. The show could get really popular, and you're like, you know what? I'm brent I'm rebranding it. I have a friend of mine who does a show called ProfitCast. His name is the Real Brian. He doesn't even use his last name. His, his, his name. Whenever you ask him his name, it's the Real Brian. So, <laughs> and then over That's... a while, he did. He's a, a great show. It's about how to make money on your podcast. He had a lot of great people on. But he's like, ah, I'm not feeling this anymore. He's got a new show, and guess what? It's called the Real Brian Show. See that's and
0: that's different. He's kind of built. Yeah. So if you built a band, brand, Brandon, that's hard to say. Then hats off. But yeah, like you don't really have to spend that much, and it's not that expensive to start this if you you want to do it. I mean,
1: yeah, and like I said the other the, the the number two there is if you do decide to step away, then you can keep the title of the show, and it'll just be with another person. You know, and that'll keep the life of the show going. That might be interesting for someone who where you've built up some traffic, and they're like, okay, I'll just. I'll take over the show, and you do a couple of joint shows, and then you hand it oh, off. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I know anybody who's done that. That's a cool idea. It's like seasons of a television show where the lead went to go do films, and they brought somebody else in.
1: Yeah, it's like American Horror Story, but podcasts.
0: Yeah, I heard that new <laughs> episode of that is really good. Did you watch that nah, show? No, I haven't
1: seen it yet. No, well, the, first, you- the first two were amazing, and then the third and fourth were like, eh, and then I was like, oh, man. I, think I, I mean, who doesn't want to watch Jessica Lang? I mean, she's amazing and everything. So.
0: She is amazing. I watched... I, I started to watch the second season, but at the time, it was the one where the nun and the one lesbian was getting like electroshock therapy, oh, yeah, and yeah. I was and I was doing counseling at the time, and I oh. had a client who had had that happen to Ooh. them and was a lesbian. So it was. Wow. I started to watch that show. And I was like, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't watch this right because I've heard that description. But then I watched. I loved the one about the witches, and then it all kind of went downhill. Although no, the in- my the insane was-
1: asylum, moment was really good. Was that the first one? No, no, the insane that asylum That was. Oh, yeah, that was the one you didn't watch. Okay, it was, yeah.
0: That was the one. I heard that was the one that was really, really, like, one of the best ones. And That's with
1: Sarah Paulson. Didn't... Well, the, Sarah Paulson was in all of them, but she, she's in all of them, that's yeah. That's basically where she got launched because she was kind of known, and then she starts doing those shows, and then she shows up in Seven Years of Slave, or 12 Years a Slave as well, and so she starts, you know, acting with these A-list actors. Now she's oh, crazy. And then the OJ thing. The brilliant. OJ thing.
0: I haven't seen that yet. I, I actually need to watch. I heard it's what? crazy good.
1: It is crazy good TV. She's amazing in it. I, I mean, a, a lot of the guy who played um, Darden, Chris Darden, he was amazing. Like, wow, the acting was really, really good. And and it was like interesting to he, to see some of the stuff that I had heard from the East Coast, and I lived it, but not like the the Los Angeles, like the Angelenos, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. That show is on my bucket list to you, do soon. Well,
1: move it to your cup list if that gets Not too good close. List. <laughs> <laughs> and then move it to your shot glass list. <laughs> my
0: shot glass. Well, I heard that my friend watched the new episode last night of American Horror Story, and he said it was quote amazing. Oh. Okay. So, um, so well, I, I, I'm curious. Man. So,
1: I was a podcaster, obviously. You know, at some point, I have to ask you a question.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, what it's all about.
1: What? Uh, how do you know if people are? Engaging with your episodes, like I'm just, cu- I'm actually curious now. Like, are people getting value of this conver- out of this conversation? Because I always want to come and make sure that, you know, like, your audience is, finds this as interesting as some of their most memorable episodes that you've had.
0: Well, now I'm going. Oh fuck, I don't know, <laughs> Harry. I'm. I probably need to hire you. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm. Saying, I'm. I'm assuming you hear one-off
0: stuff anyway. So. No, no, no. I, uh, you know, I think. I mean, really, you know, obviously looking at. Obviously, balance and stuff, and but I really, for me, Facebook. Like a lot of people think Facebook is the old thing, but uh, between Facebook and Twitter, that's how I know um, stuff works. I actually the 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 listener that I talked to you, I talked about on your show, my friend Jackie. Like she'll sometimes I'll answer questions and she'll like send a tweet being like, no do not agree <laughs> so like so that's, that's how i know wait a minute.
1: yeah are you telling me that your your episodes get live tweeted well not live tweeted but not live <laughs> tweeted but
0: people will t- but people moment- will people will tweet me later on and say you know because they listen whenever and they say no no matt what were you thinking no or or they'll be like hey i love this and i, I mean i think i have a group of like and she's one of them i think i have a group of like five or six At least five or six. I don't know how many actually. But I I call them like, you know, my super squad, so to speak. And that I can always expect, like, when I share something, they, they comment about it or they think it's funny and or they'll... So, but it's specific. Like, I'm sure... I know... TV is always a good thing to talk about. Like, actually, probably now that I've talked about this, Jackie Weissman's going to text me or tweet me and say, have you listened to Hamilton yet? Because we talked about Hamilton. Oh, and that's I still right. Haven't. Yeah, I, that I still have to listen to Hamilton. I got to Maybe I'll do that this weekend, actually. But so, yeah, I think that's I don't know. How do you engage? I know a lot of people do email lists and all that kind of stuff. And I I probably should be more organized. But I just that's a lot of effort. Well, you actually know. You know, it's
1: interesting. You know what I do from a engagement perspective as I really maximize the times when I'm around my, my peeps who are potential listeners or actual listeners. And that for, for me is, is a podcasting conference, right? So Uh I know that people are listening and, and you know that there's, there's wherever you think there might be fans of your show, man, like get over there or, or organize a meetup or like I do a Facebook group just for the show. It's not private. It's just 12 podcast junkies, junkies, And I shoot videos, just like behind-the-scenes videos. Like, hey, I just had a great conversation. I'll probably do one today because it was so fun. Just had a fun conversation with Matt. You know, we talked about this, this, and that. So start to build that little family that listens to the show and then see if there's opportunities to get them to engage together. And then, you know, I'm sure you remember from Podcast Movement, I I wore this obnoxiously orange Podcast Junkies shirt (laughs) every single day. And I literally was just trying to add new... Listeners one by one. So you
0: I, know what? It looks really good on you. I can't you wear should. yellow. I would look like shit in it. So if you get this shirt in blue, I'm happy to wear it. But That's I no, I can't. But it's a great shirt. I think it looks great on you. And it's so. I saw that and I was like, I should totally get a shirt. But then I would be like but my my brand is my face I can't have my face on my chest it's too meta
1: <laughs> No but you could do like an MM thing so, or D D Dear Maddie it's just Dear Maddie right so DM yeah and make DM, it in like a like a superhero thing or something I don't know
0: Oh my gosh you <laughs> I'm hiring you this podcast is over
1: I'm hiring you well, You got to think um, like I know it's a little I mean, we learn so much from these online marketers sometimes that people that don't know it or don't Understand it? They're like, oh, they roll their eyes and they're like, uh oh, online marketers, yeah. But to be honest, the people who are doing it are crushing it. You know, you might have something to learn about them if you have anything you want to promote, or if you're starting a podcast and you want to figure out what's the best way to get the word out. John Lee Dumas, for example, you know, people like. For those of you who don't know, he run. He's the one of the oldest interview podcasts, seven days a week. He makes like it's public knowledge that he makes like a couple hundred thousand dollars a month with the podcast. And wow. He's just killing it. Right. And like people would think like, man, this guy must be a total douchebag and a jackass. He's the nicest guy in the world, man. <laughs> he is. I've hung out with him a podcast movement. He's just he's just a real, like genuine, sincere guy. And it, like almost like it couldn't happen to a better guy. He was oh, in, he like was in that. the military. And that's where he got the discipline. Right. To do seven days. And he batches it. He just does, picks two days. He used to do one day a week and just do, I get all my episodes done in, one, in one, that one day. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then I saw him in Podcast Move. and he's like, he's like, hey, Harry, I got a new, new agenda, a new schedule. And I'm like, oh, what is it? He takes two days and he records f- 15 episodes in one day. And he does 15 on day two and he's done for the month. Take it seriously, like, if you're going to do it, and then figure out what what you want to be known for. Like, he's known as the guy, the seven-day-a-week guy, and and he kills it. So have something that you're known for, or else people are just going to listen to it, and it's like, oh, this sounds like all the other 10-interview, or In My Basement, or Mom and Pop Shop, like, podcast, whatever it is. Like, it's just, you don't want it to sound like the others. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. That's
0: good advice. Well... Uh, go to work. I'm assuming I know you have a podcast junkie site but do you have a fullcast site as well people are interested yeah in that's
1: uh, fullcast.co
0: okay and that'll be in the show notes as well alright we got another question um, we're only two today so this is from Marlon H. 34 I like this question Marlon says dear Maddie so this is a long story so I pissed off my sister I recently called my sister and thought I hung up the phone when we finished the call However, at the same time, my brother called me just to chat. We talked about a lot, but I mentioned I just gotten on the phone with said sister. Well, we started talking about the haphazard way she is handling her life and how her defeatist attitude really needs to change if she just wants to be happy. Well, Maddie accidentally put my sister on a three-way call, so she heard the whole thing. Now she's not ta- I would totally do this, by the way. Um, so now she's not talking to me, saying I talk shit about her. Honestly, it was just being truthful, so it's not like I can lie. My only saving grace is that when I did start the conversation with my brother saying, I love my sister to death, but fuck. <laughs> mm. And then he says, well, it's the butt fuck part she's pissed about. I'm not going to make a gay joke, but I could. Uh, <laughs> but... I love that you said it. Um, I'd be happy about the butt fuck part. Anyway, all right. Sorry, I had to. So then he says, uh, Marlon says, My mother says I just need to apologize and make it all go away. But truth be told, my sister needs to grow up a bit, Maddie. What should I do? Thanks, Marlon, age 34. Um, have you ever had that where somebody's listening in on a phone call with you?
1: I think um, having grown up in the tech era, I'm cognizant of what these things can do when you're not paying attention so <laughs> yeah. if you don't want anyone to listen to you then you know just you either there's clean ways to break off a call right you just hang up and you just wait for a dial tone and then you call back again. Yeah. you know like old school stuff like rotary phone like that that wouldn't happen right back in the day you just like pick up the phone dial it and you have to move your finger with that ringer thing and <laughs> yeah it's a, <laughs> that's it. kind of one call per person
0: just do your due diligence Mar- Marlon next time with a call um, but ugh, I've never had that either, but okay. So what
1: I say? So I mean, you, are you saying, so that being said, like how, how, sh- how should she handle it?
0: Yeah. How should, does he just, yeah. How do you think this guy should handle it? Should he be, should he totally apologize to his sister, or make it go away? Um, when it sounds like he's saying something that he feels is, well, I mean, we don't know her side of the story, but when he feels truthful about it, or he feels like if she's messing up her life or something like that, uh, do you think that he stands his ground or does he roll over I think over he has to stand
1: his ground because he did reference the fact that he does love her, you know, and and that's the most important thing. So if if he positions it in a way that says, hey, you heard me say I love you, but you're a mess in the beginning. So know that everything that I say is coming from the heart. And I just know that sometimes when when we hear something that bothers us, we should think about why it bothers us and even though it's offensive or even though you didn't like it was there something in there that you think might have resonated with you and use that as a starting point to have a conversation and say you know let's let's talk about that one thing because in the past i would let it go but now i just it really bothers me and sorry that you had to find out this way but it's probably best that you know so that we can start with a clean slate
0: i i couldn't agree more with that i that's I, I think he should stand his ground as well because there's, I mean, he already, he already put his foot in it, as we say, you know what I mean? It's already, the mess has already been made, so to speak. And yeah. what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I just. Because there's nothing, there's nothing to be gained and even more time lost if he just, you know, tries to dance around it. Yeah, and it just it, it, I think it builds up more resentment. Like I like uh, are you saying that you didn't do that or you didn't mean that? Then if you if you didn't mean that, then what do you, what do you mean and why would you say that? A lot of yeah. times if you literally let just like own up to it so fast that it's dizzying, it throws them off guard a bit cuz most people don't do that. So they would be like, "Wait, what? You do admit you were wrong? you're wrong?" Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually everything you just said I agree with, you know, that, that if, if that I'm bad that I did that. And it's and it really puts like the slams the brakes on their, on them because they're just like wait a minute I had the next ten minutes invested to really be mad at you about this and really argue about this and you take mm-hmm. the steam out of it. Mm.
0: You should be a therapist, sugar. You're good at this. <laughs> your wife's not in, winning an argument against you.
1: Well, I picked the other, the other smart thing there is to pick your, your battles.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, pick your battles. I mean, yeah, I think. Yeah, Marlon, I think, you you know, sometimes when people send like a long, they feel like complicated question, the answer is just so simple. And it's just, you've got to be truthful. And as far as your mom, this doesn't involve your mom. I mean, yes, her kids are fine, but you know what I mean? It's This doesn't involve your mom. I wouldn't maybe say that to your mother in a bad way, but just let your mom, she can worry all you wants, but all the thing you need to worry about here is your relationship with your sister. So you take care of that.
1: Hmm. Good advice.
0: Take care of that. Oh, well, we're we're rushing through it. Okay. Um. Great. So now we're on to the last part of the show. This is Chatty Maddie. So these are the same five questions every guest I ask each week. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Chatty Matty, number one. What's your most memorable childhood smell?
1: I try to not overthink this one. And I jotted two things down that just, when I think about childhood, that they popped in. And I don't know, maybe I played with them once or maybe I played with them for like forever. But the first one was Play-Doh, like the smell of Play-Doh. Oh, no one's ever said that. That's such a good one. And then the other one was um, Great Blow Pops.
0: Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> that reminds, you just took me back to watching my brother play baseball and like yeah. playing in the dirt. Like, oh, Wow.
1: That Play-Doh smell, it's like, thats it's very particular, right? Because it's, yeah. it's this weird, like, probably toxic clay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can eat
0: it, so it's not too toxic.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, whatever it is but, that made it, uh, yeah, and just always had that smell. And you knew, like, the minute that can was opened and, like, oh, like, it, yeah. It just bring it's, fun, it's so funny, right? The, the power of the smell to bring you back literally to, like, a moment in time. It's the most
0: powerful sense associated
1: with memory. That's yeah. why I ask
0: it. Like, it's scientifically proven, so, yeah. I like it. It makes you think. Oh, I love that.
1: Okay, Chatty Maddy number two. What would be the name of your memoir? So I've been on this interesting spirituality uh, kick. Well, for for a long part, a long time in my life, and I studied Buddhism, uh, oh. meditation. I've been to a ten day silent retreat, and then I've actually tried the plant medicines. And so I'm really connected now to my heart and this this idea of just like being like love and being light for uh everyone that you meet so i think the best thing i could come up with is of love and light
0: oh i love that now when you say love and light I love, oh, you just made like four women and two gay guys <laughs> swoon because you guys wait till you see this guy's picture i mean come on um so when you say plant medicine does that like a nice word for pot or does that mean yeah. like like i go to a chinese herb guy who does like yeah. herb stuff
1: yeah No, so plant medicine is uh, otherwise known as ayahuasca, and it's a ceremony where you drink, uh, it's a a brew that's a a combination of a vine and a plant, and then it has um, entheogenic effects, which is like another way of saying it It kind of puts you in touch with uh, some type of higher communication. And it's hard to describe unless you've actually been through it, but when you have, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, now I get it. And it's it's just like messages and this connection and this reality that everything, at the core of everything, of what we do, is just to bring more love into this world.
0: I want to I do plant medicines on the show <laughs> and talk about it.
1: That might be a, I don't know. Well, on the show would it. be hard, but after. Because after, you have to, after. Yeah, because it has to be in a ceremonial Oh, okay, uh, That's the okay, best okay. way. It's not recreational at all. It has to be something that's opened up and closed, and, and you, when you go through it, you, you really understand why.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, it's really fan, fantastic. It's definitely changed my perspective on life.
0: Um, that's a whole other show that you just, but I don't want to edit this shit, but you've opened that up. <laughs> Damn it, Harry. Um, all right, Chatty Matty number three. What's the best piece of advice
1: you wish you had taken earlier? Uh, live in the moment. Mm. It's not something that can tie specifically to anyone in particular, but it's these. I think it was these times when I was just too worried about something that happened in the past, Mm -hmm. or uh, conversely, worried about something that might happen in the future, was supposed to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. And I just know for a fact that I'm trying to get better at that now. With that now, uh, because um, you know, just because the track that I'm on now and, and meditation that that's the only thing you have control over right yeah the present moment. exactly everything yep. else is like you're either wallowing in something that you can't change because it's gone and or worrying about something that you can't change because it's in the future and i mean I, I go through days like even last week just i was stressing about something that might happen and i think the more we can get into that present moment just literally focus on your breath focus on what's happening in, on the screen and focus on the clock that's ticking by and, and listening for the next question that Matt's going to answer. And, and, and literally that's it. And I know it's hard now with all these open tabs and these blips and bleeps on your phone, but I think to the extent you can do that, you'll, you'll find that you're more at peace with yourself.
0: Mm. I would almost end the show on that because I love <laughs> that, like made me grounded, but we got two more. So, Chatty Manning number four, what day would be your Groundhog Day? Or what day was so awesome you would live it over and over?
1: Just day of the week?
0: Hey, if you have, like, you would love to do Mondays, whatever. Uh-huh. I asked the question vague on purpose. Some people yeah. say things like their wedding day. Some people say they would do, again, like, some people, have, you know, said like, I love Saturdays. I always want every day to be. Whatever hmm. you think.
1: I think it's, it w- I'd have to piece together one. You know, because if it's going to be the Groundhog Day, it's the yeah, one you want to thing. really, really experience every time. And it, and it would have to have different flavors of everything that's made me happy up until this point in my life. So, you know, I'd, I'd spend the day waking up next to my wife and we'd have a fantastic breakfast and probably brunch. So That means we could drink mimosas or have some rosé mm-hmm. and then uh, figure out, like, go on something nature related, go hiking around. You know, we... Been to Bishop, California, here recently, and it's got beautiful lakes. And we'd go mm. hiking around the reservoir. So we'd do a hike and uh, and then go eat some amazing food. I've been a vegetarian for about three months, but before then, it would definitely be a sushi meal. Ah, <laughs> sushi! Like, oh, sushi's amazing. And then you know it's interesting because of all these new things that have happened in my life. I'd I'd be a, I'd want it to be a day that I recorded an amazing podcast episode, right? And, the, and best then, yeah. the best day. And then yeah, best day. Yeah, had a fun conversation, and then maybe even had a. Help my client with like uh a problem that he had you know with his show and and getting him clear and really happy and then so you know you you you're getting benefit of yourself and then you're also helping out someone else and then um probably have to be some giving back in there somewhere well, so you feel like you're always closing the circle and and then obviously with the health that my dog's in now i I want to make sure that he was next to us twenty four seven his name is disco and he's a Yorkie
0: okay so like the rest of the women and gay men that didn't love you yet? Like, like women are wet. Like, you just made somebody pregnant from that story, just from <laughs> listening. They're, like, so into you right now. I can't even, Harry Duran. I can't oh, even. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, Chatty Matty number five, when, when are you most inspired? Either time of day or either in life, whatever you prefer.
1: You know what I've been doing, Matt, recently is investing in my growth. And so the reason I was able to build uh, my own consulting company is because I had a coach who showed me how to do that. And I I decided probably about three or four, maybe three years ago, when I was getting started on this entrepreneurial thing, that I didn't want to be the the smartest person in the room, and I just really need to be around people that move me forward and motivate me, and. You know, I just want to learn what they learn. And, and if they're successful, then where do they go? Where do they hang out? What books do they read? What conferences do they go to? Who do, who are their friends? Because that's what you want to aspire to. And so it's the Jim Rohn quote of you are the average of the five people you most associate yourself with. And I've really been taking that to heart. And just whenever I see a group that I want to associate myself with, I'm like, okay, where do they hang out? And, and who do they hang out with? And, and how do I get connected in there? Because they really, really inspire me. And I did that recently. I went to a conference for people who were building software, and it was led by this guy named uh, Dan Martel, who started a company called Clarity, and it was just an amazing three days. By the time we were gone, I was like, "I want to hang around these people more." so just bringing it back and around it's I'm most inspired when I 'm around people that are inspiring me Hmm to just move forward and get, become better than I am, become a better person in all aspects of my life. And the goal is to try to be around those people as much as possible. And then eventually, you know, you'll be in a position where people are going to look at you that way.
0: As I look at you at that right now, I literally was (laughs) just thinking how inspired. No, I am of like, just listening to you. And also too, that you're just, also that you're just a, a man, like a straight man who's so, willing to talk about vulnerability and be in touch with themselves. And I'm like, Oh, what a role model you are for other people listening to your show and just in life to like, be able to express themselves so much. I say that you're so Zen. And I think one reason you seem so Zen is because you're able to be present and feel feelings and not try to shove them away. Like so many men, especially in our country have to do, or feel like they have to do. So yeah. And I, just, I think it's part really of it admirable.
1: Yeah, it all sort of comes comes full circle because it's around that last question around when I'm feeling inspired. And if you are that type of person who likes to be, you know, around people who are in touch with their emotions and like for my case, I always try to find these guys that are just... You know, it's sensitive, but I, I, call, I call them peaceful warriors because they're just really manly. You know, they're they're definitely like man's man, but, you know, they don't mind hugging you and they don't mind, you know, just talking about silly stuff or being able to laugh at themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, just go find pe- people. If that's who you are, then go find people who are like that because you're, you're going to have a lot much more in common with them and you're going to feel much better about who you are and not trying to put up a front.
0: Amen. Hey man, I'm. I know. I I feel like you need to meet my boyfriend now. I think that will get along really well. Um, no, because he's a lot like you. He's a gentle warrior. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. This was. This was great. This was great, 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 great. I'm so glad I've known you forever. Like we've kind of known each other, and then we just at podcast movement, we're like reconnected. And I was like, this guy's great. But tell everybody. So obviously, where people can find all things Harry Harry Duran and podcast junkies.
1: So uh, if you want to connect with me. The the most the biggest uh social presence is Podcast Junkies. So uh go to podcastjunkies.com. You can see the episodes where I've had people recorded uh, where I've recorded conversations with amazing podcasters, they're all there. Uh if you're interested in working with me, you can go to fullcast.co. And on Twitter it's podcast underscore junkies. So that's a little confusing because I someone was squatting the name before, so I'll have to track him down. Uh <laughs> Here comes that warrior part. You're going to get him. <laughs> I'll ask him nicely. No, it's it's fine. It's just one of those little things. Where you're like, man, I wish I had the, the full. But at, at this point now, it's about 5,500 folks on
0: Yeah, you're not changing it now. On Twitter, so it's fine. You're not changing it now. Well, thank you so much, sir. What, next time I'm in your neck of the woods in Los Angeles, I'll, I'll hit you up and maybe um I'll meet your beautiful wife. We'll, we'll double date or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It'll be fun. Well, I'd I'd say we let our dogs play, but Sophie doesn't play with other dogs because she's old. She just sits there. So, but I get
1: to.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, it was just, it was great. So, listen to podcast junkies. Even if you're not, I'm going to say this and I mean it. Even if you're not, you're thinking, oh, I'm not a podcaster. This is not a show about, I mean, it is, but it's much more about. I mean, like I said, I was just listening to your 100th episode like a couple of weeks. Well, maybe it's like a month ago. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not really a lot talking about podcasting. You're no. really like <laughs> really talking about life. And Chase yeah. really like kind of really grills you. And yeah. really, and we found out a lot about you. And it's just honestly, every time you you're always talking about the heart of people. And so, which I think is what... Yeah why I wanted you to have me on my show, because I feel like my listeners really love the, just learning about the heart of others. And I, I I think you do that in your episodes, so I love it. So subscribe to that, everyone, and listen.
1: Well, kind words. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm wishing you the best of success with the show.
0: Thank you very much. All right, the rest of you, you know the drill. I'll talk to you in just a second, but go do something for someone this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Sugars, I told you he had grandpa wisdom. Right? I told you. Oh, what a sweet, 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 sweet nice man. I just, I just, I love kind people. They just make you feel better about all the other dumb shit you have to put up with life. Anyway, well, it's nice to be back from the hiatus. Thanks for taking a break with me. I hope, I hope your fall's going well. It's, it, I, it, I can't believe it's almost fucking November. What the hell happened? Good lord. Things are going on great here. You know, we're going to do a new video on this Thursday, so you can watch The Dear Maddie Show on Thursday. Jake, my friend Jake and I, a.k.a. Poodle, will be doing our last Finding Prince Charming recap on YouTube this week. It's going really well, though. I think it's inspired that Jake and I were going to look into. We might do a television recap of some shows coming up in January on on YouTube. Hell, we might even do another podcast. What? I said it. It's a tease. Maybe it will happen if I can get my shit together. Anyway, things are going great here. I couldn't be happier. I'm I'm just like, oh, I love having... I've got so many fucking pumpkin shit lit in my house. It smells like the freaking... They filmed a Charlie Brown special here. I don't know what that means. Anyway, I love you guys. Uh, Yeah, oh, leave a review. Send in some questions, actually, at dearmattyshow.com. That'd be great if you sent in some questions. So, yeah, go to dearmattyshow.com. Look on the show links below. Go to Podcast Junkies. Listen to more Harry. And just just love him because he does he has I, his show is a little bit i think like mine in that he has some like really that people stay on focus on what they came to talk about so they're either talking specifically about his podcast but then he has some episodes where they really go off and really talk about some deep meaningful life lessons which i love so all right well i love you guys do something for someone next uh, that you love in your life and we'll see you next week bye